This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Good morning, Rutherford County. Thomas Booker is on today. And uh, Thomas, uh, I guess let's start it off in a, a cheery side. Um, <laughs> how's everything at the, at, the, at, at the funeral home? Things are going well at the funeral home. Not bad right. at all. It's been an adjustment over the last month, but we're making it. Everything is adjusting now. And how is it? Uh, what are people in their planning today? Do you do? You, first of all, do you re- actually ask people how they want to have their funeral planned? And and do you ever throw in uh, the part, uh, uh, the burning part, mm. where uh, you you said that, that a lot of that is happening now? It's a lot more popular than it used to be, for sure. Is, is that a um, uh, financial decision or? Why are people getting away a little bit away from having their grave sites and, and, you know, have it fixed up where people can drive by and see it and have all the the data about those particular people? Sure. Well, this whole year has been crazy, as you're aware of, you know, yeah. with the COVID and all and the shutdowns. But with the cremation, I guess more or less the benefit is you can go on ahead, you can cremate mom, you can have a service at a later date because right now we have limited numbers still. Yeah. Davidson County, I think, is 25 people for a funeral. And here in Rutherford County, it's 75 to 100, depending on the size of your chapel. Yeah. So having the cremation, people can come back at a later date, have a celebration of life, you know. But it's they don't the have the remembrance part. You, you right. know, uh, uh, a lot of people are getting families, away from you, 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 you still love to go by. And mm-hmm. kind of visit with them sure. when they're laying there. Sure. Even though they're they're either gone to heaven and or the other place, but, uh, <laughs> I but hope it, not. it 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 uh, I don't think that the family roots are as strong as they used to be, and I don't know why. I don't know either. It's just things are changing. The younger generation, it seems like, has a harder time. I think dealing with death sometimes. Yeah. We were talking about it this morning over at our table here at Sylvan Park, and I don't know as time goes by that we're going to see as many large funerals and and people actually uh, kind of enjoying the visitation with each one. A lot of people, you know, back in your parents' generation and grandparents, they were exposed to death. Yeah. This is my opinion. Exposed to death, animal stuff growing up on a farm, you know, wars, things like that. But in the last 30, 40 years, people just aren't exposed to death like they used to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of them are just afraid of it and don't want to, you know, go around it or have much to do with it. Or, you know, a lot of people come in the funeral home and sometimes they're pretty uncomfortable about things. Well, you know, uh, when we would go up uh, into the mountains uh, uh in the, the Smokies and places like that, and they have these old, old grave sites. Uh, I don't know why, but it used to fascinate me, people that were in the 1700s, and then you can walk by and kind of, uh, maybe one a little page in history when you see that done. That's pretty neat. I didn't realize they went back that far in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, yeah. Were you and, up there moonshining? Do what? Were you up there moonshining? No. Oh. Uh, Actually, I imagine a few of them were, were pretty good at it back in those <laughs> old days. Of course, it was brought over from Europe. And oh, yeah. Like that. Did you ever bust up a still as a sheriff? 
I didn't bust it up, but we, we did take care of a couple of steals did you? back when I was working there. Don't you wish that was the only problem we had today? Well, I, I sure do. <laughs> yeah. Because things have changed so much over the years. And uh, your favorite sport has really changed. Yeah. We're, we're talking about baseball. and, and Almost I, I, I love to watch the Braves, and um, they're the only team I follow anymore. And uh, they were uh, they got the devil beat out of them last night. But you see, sit and watch those cardboard uh, replicas of, of real people. I mean, re- I mean they really are. And uh, I have one it, in Cincinnati. It's, just, it's not the. It's not. I guess every sport has to have fans there supporting oh. them. That really makes it exciting. I, I can't imagine watching a Tennessee Alabama football game. When there's no fans there whatsoever. With piped I mean, in cheering? Yeah. It's not worth watching. And cardboard cutouts. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel this year watching baseball. I mean, I like watching it on TV. A lot of people don't. But, I mean, it's fun. But And I like the stats. But I've noticed a difference from what you're saying. Yeah. I don't appreciate the piped in music. And I don't like all the goofy cutouts of people behind home plate. It's yeah. just kind of weird. Now, uh, I almost you, wish they hadn't even played the season this year. Uh, well, I have certain players that I really like now. If if Mickey yeah. Mantle was playing today, I wouldn't care if there's nobody there just to just to watch him. I mean, explode. If Mickey Mantle was playing today, he played the full season. He wouldn't care. Yeah, wouldn't and, and none of them would complain about what's going on right no. now. Some of the players, though, I know for a fact are are not happy with it. Yeah, and then some players, you know, have just chosen to opt out because they didn't want to, you know, come in contact with yeah. the, the virus. They're spoiled. They're spoiled. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got the the world by the tail, and, and uh, they don't seem to actually have an, one idea about how very blessed they are. I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Millions of dollars to play a child's game. Yeah. Now you have number forty-eight, right? Mm-hmm. Sam McDowell played with Cincinnati. Cleveland Indians. No, that's not Cleveland Indians. Yeah, Cleveland Indians. Is that Indians. an Indian? Yeah. Oh. Chief Wahoo. He played for the Indians and played for the Yankees. I know. I tell you, he played for the Indians. He got traded for Gaylord Perry. He played yeah. for the Giants. Played for the Yankees, and I think he finished with the Pirates. He had a fastball in the 100 mile an Yeah, hour it, was, it was pretty quick. Yeah, he was Up there with Bob Feller. Now, the, all of these stupid things that are going on about changing names and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's my understanding that most of the tribal Indians, they love the, to have that. Uh, From that, what I've gathered, uh, uh, Indian on, on, as a representative of their particular tribes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 I, uh, why do people that are not even involved in in the, those uh, those type of ethnic groups, why do they even get involved? Because it has nothing to do with them. Liberals love to cry. Yeah, <laughs> they but, cry loud enough. I guess they get heard. Hey, that you know I, th- that's pretty neat when when you have something that actually represents your background. I or think whatever. it's an honor. Yeah, it is. But an you know, honor. if you wanted to cry wolf, you could almost point your finger at every professional sports team and. Every team could be offensive yeah. if you wanted it to be. Well, I can see one offensive one: the Yankees. Yankees, but yeah. Who, the Brewers. Who, I mean, who would want to be a the a, Giants? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, the Athletics. I mean, I'm not athletic, so I could cry wolf. You know, there's now, a you, lot of you things. You were spe- uh, speaking with Sonny Gray's mother just recently. I talked to her the other day, Miss yeah. Cindy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What does she think about going on? Uh, right now. Well, the only thing she really said was, was just the fact that she said Sonny misses the fans in the stands and said yeah. it wasn't the same as far as, you know, yeah. pitching in a game and having the crowd behind you. Yeah. And just said it was different. They said he was making it pretty good through the season so far. I think he's 2-1 and one this year. So, I try and watch him some. I've got a cardboard cutout in Cincinnati, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm Ted part Kozuski? of it. No, it's myself. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's one of those. Yeah. Oh my I'm, goodness! How did you manage to do that? I'm, I know the owner of the of the Cincinnati Reds, mm-hmm. and I'm part of a Cincinnati Reds history group, and uh, we all sent him a picture, and he's got he's got our cardboard cutouts. 
he's putting them behind the Reds dugout for us. What so about the Minnesota Twins? Well, I hadn't been able to get one up there yet, but I'm working well, on no, it. Well, no, you, you have more. Uh, I talked to Kenny this morning about it. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he say? He said he's working on it, so we'll see what happens. You you were the he's biggest today, fan St. Peter. of Harmon Killebrew that ever was. Still am. I've got a you lot of Harmon Killebrew stuff. Fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of the family. Yeah. Not just him. I'm a fan of the family. Are you still visiting them every once in a while? Uh, talk to them every day. Wow. Talk to them this morning. Yeah. But uh, I hadn't been up there just with all this COVID stuff going on this year. But as soon as it lets down, yeah, we're supposed to go up to Minnesota and hang out. And you know, there's a guy named Clyde who runs the the uh, the archives for the Minnesota Twins. But he's got a bunch of Harmon stuff on display uh-huh. in the uh, storage or whatever there at Target Field. But Kenny's wanting me to see some of his dad's stuff in the archives, so we're Are supposed to. Are you going to purchase some of it? Probably not. Some of that stuff sells high dollar. A yeah, game worn Harmon Killebrew jersey from the 1950s sells for about fifty thousand dollars. Well, I would think the family would probably give you uh, one of those. A lot of that stuff was sold at auction by uh, his second wife. Yeah. So the family didn't even get most of it. Now you recently had a funeral. Um, from the big man, Bubba, mm-hmm. and uh, that had to have been a very special event. Now, I, 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 was... I, I didn't even realize that he was being buried that day. Oh, you it, didn't? No, I didn't. It was but, kind of a boom, I, boom I, thing. I would have uh, liked to have been there with the family because they're they're so special. Yeah. I mean, they really have been over the years, and and uh, when you talk about history and, and and what it means to the families and things like that. Bubba Woodfin meant a lot to a lot of people here in Rutherford County. He was one of a kind, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and uh, if he's one of my family members or, or a, a good friend, and a lot of times I would, uh, before the, the funeral started, I would sit next to Bubba, and the conversation with him was <laughs> priceless. It really yeah. was. He didn't care what he said. No, but but it had a lot of uh, historical facts. In, oh yeah, and all the people that may have been involved in. He had in a good memory. Man. Oh gosh, but it, he it loved. He loved like we were talking the other day. He loved families. He loved the history of Rutherford County. Yeah, and he took pride in it. Yeah, he really did. I mean, up until the end. I mean, he was in there the week before uh, his brother-in-law had passed away. Yeah, and I heard him in there just talking about the 1940s and 50s like it was yesterday. So, he went out on top, though. He didn't have to suffer long. He pretty much went to sleep and never woke up. And that's the way to go. Yeah, it is. But with the whole COVID thing, the family, I mean, you couldn't do a funeral or, you know, there's no telling how long it would have been as far as crowd size. So, they just opted for a private service for the immediate family and us and then went to the cemetery for the graveside service. Of course, graveside service, there's no restrictions. So, there were a lot of people there at the cemetery, but... You know, it was a unique day. It was weird. It was kind of like the day we buried Mr. Lowry. Yeah. And, I mean, just two people that touched me in my life. And, you know, you look at him as a father, grandfather figure. And uh, I guess being in the funeral industry, then being in the funeral industry, it's just it's kind of weird when you see all these people in the funeral industry kind of come to you. Yeah. we got people from Nashville, people from all over the state, out of state that he touched that we know and it was just kind of neat to all be together and it's something that like you know only happens about every 10 years it seems like because the last time we were all together was when mr larry of course passed away about 10 years ago so you don't really realize how blessed you are with the friends that you have and the family members until they're gone it it, it just leaves a a deep hole and and it you really can't replace it. You've got the memories, mm-hmm. but as physically being around them or whatever, it uh, there, there's no way to even describe the loss when you have it. But you you you're a part of that almost every day. Yeah. Uh, and and I, talking to Bubba and, and and some of the others, um, it 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 never seems to leave a deep impression on when you're working at, at a funeral home and I never have understood it I, I don't think that I could have worked like you do 
in in a funeral home. You don't it's think like so? the like the uh, movie My Girl, mm-hmm. where she was so uh, devastated you by death. You I mean, she couldn't stand it. But you couldn't be Dan Aykroyd. Um, uh, I probably could. I don't know. I'm not sure because he was her her uh, daddy, uh-huh. and, uh, and and I can't remember what the little girl's name was, but she was fascinated. I think that the Premier Six is going to have my girl coming up. Are they say. really? Yeah, it's and about I'll go thirty years old because I, I just I love the relationship between her and her daddy and and her little friend who uh-huh. who unfortunately was stung by some um, hornets. I and think that can or, happen or in real life. Jack, and, and, and he died. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that can happen in real life. Yeah. It's probably happened, you know. I'm, I've probably seen it. I just yeah. can't remember it. But does um, some of that stuff's crazy. The um, working at, at the funeral home, mm-hmm. it, was that a lifetime choice or what was it that got you in the business? Uh, well, I remember being a little kid. My dad always traveled a whole bunch. And I just didn't like being away from home. Yeah. So, I don't know. I look at it as you're close to home pretty much 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. I like being around people, learning about people. Yeah. I like the funeral industry's history. And I like the fact that it's recession-proof. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's got a lot of good aspects. And it's a field that people are interested in, and it's fun to talk about. It, it, and you the, see a lot of things. And, and the interesting thing about it is that uh, Woodfins mm-hmm. and Jennings and Ayers have been around a long, long time. Yeah, Woodfins goes back to 1893, and I think Jennings and Ayers goes back to the 1890s, doesn't it, maybe? Yeah, I think that it, well, it's in that vicinity. I know it, They were right next to First Presbyterian well Church, weren't they? Years, yeah. You remember it there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... so um, I mean, j- just a lot of us grew up with each other, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, I think that that really makes a difference because when you're choosing a funeral home, uh, you have a relationship with them already. Oh yeah, and, and, and it's not even a second choice. But the only bad thing is, I uh, I, I have friends and family on both sides, and, 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 and to be for. Uh, I feel guilty sometimes when uh, the choice is probably already made because you're either related to one side or the other. And and, and, uh, historically, most of your family choices have been with one funeral home or the other for over basically over 100 years. Half my family goes to, still does go to Jennings and Ayers. See? Because all my kinfolks out in Milton area. Yeah. And, And they're both just... Top of the line. Oh, I yeah. mean, you can tell when you go into a funeral home that they make you comfortable, as comfortable as you can be when you have that big of a loss. Oh, I'm with you 100%. And one of, the, one of the things I guess I look forward to most in the business is I like seeing the folks from Jennings and Ayers, Murfreesboro Funeral Home. They, I like they, seeing... they, they do come to each other's. Oh, yeah, we do. And, yeah. you know, you hear about this, oh, they're in competition, this and that and this and that. Well, I'm sure back in the 1950s with the whole ambulance thing, that might have been different. Yeah. But this day and age, I mean, I don't know. I don't look at it as competition. Yeah. I look at it as kind of like playing for this certain team and they're playing for that team, but we come together and talk and have fun and we can kind of talk about the same subject and, you know, we get each other's jokes, laugh at each other. Yeah, but they're good folks, though. Everybody, and, and, and I love think, going to Nashville and talking to a lot of those old funeral directors up there. Yeah. A lot of them, you know, have seen a lot, so it's, it's kind of like Woodfin, you know. And if I'd worked somewhere else, I mean, and coming to Woodfin, he'd be, you know, a legend. Not just working for him, but just knowing him through the business. You see, old Murfreesboro going to uh, those funeral homes. Oh yeah, and uh, I think that. I don't. Isn't it interesting that that it's your last day, and and you want certain people to take care of you when you're interred and in, in, into the that, that gravesite. It's and, an honor. And, and of course, that's one of the things that kind of um, is is off my mind now because uh, 
you took care, you took care of all the things that are going to be needed to be taken care of. So I don't, as far as I know, the only thing that has to be done with mine is you put the last day. The death and, date, yeah, yeah the death on your headstone. Day. And then everything else, I mean, the kids don't have to do anything. But I, let's say this on in, in bring your clothes on, into the funeral home. Yeah, let, your Tennessee let's, sweatshirt. Let's say this on the on the radio, in case my kids try to make a change. Uh, <laughs> I don't want a visitation. No. And I, I I want a very short service at the funeral home. At the funeral home, and that's going to be pretty much it. Open casket or closed casket? Uh, closed. Closed. Do you want an escort or do you want me at the cemetery? Uh, uh, probably, I, I think, um, maybe an escort. Could you get an escort arranged, you think, before you go? I doubt it. <laughs> they, they'll say, thank God and Greyhound, he's gone. They might well, give you an escort yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> knowing but you're not here. I, I want the simplest, uh, um, I've got two, two preachers mm-hmm. that are going to be there. Who's your preachers? Um, well, now, Ted Beatty does not. Do, but T- Ted Beatty and I have been friends. The myth, the man, the legend. I talked yeah. to him yesterday. Uh, you did? I was on. I did Chuck, Chuck Were Marlin's. Were together? Yeah, or Charles Marlin's funeral over oh, at Kingwood Charles Church of Christ. Marlins. Oh, my Yeah, goodness. Chuck's daddy. He, he, you know, he did my uh, daddy's um, uh, last uh, testament at St. Thomas in Nashville. No, I didn't know that. And, and I think it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And, and he came up there. And and did Daddy's uh, eulogy, and and we were so tickled because that, that's been a long time ago. And there's just something about people who will take that last minute and and, and uh, go up there. And and I know he was having a hard time sleeping because there was, he had a lot of things going on at the time. And uh, had to send an officer by his house because his wife had taken the phone off the hook because she didn't want him bothered. Had she and that really? And that made me feel bad, but it also made me feel uh, special that he would take that time. And, and uh, we, we've, we've had a lot of great uh, people here in Rutherford County. Oh, yeah. And... and that, They'll go that extra mile for you, no, no matter what it is. And Daryl Lewis is the other one. Daryl Lewis, yeah, and uh, he's ch- he's Church Christ preacher over at. Uh, you got two good ones right there. Yeah, Teb and, and Daryl. Better do what I say. I is, asked them. To who's do reading your eulogy? Uh, those two are the only ones that are going to be speaking. Who's going to do the message? They are the message but givers. You're gonna let one do the eulogy, and one. I mean, you're gonna let one read the obituary. I don't care if they get up Doesn't and matter. say, "Thank God, and Greyhound, he's gone." Let's, I mean, let's go. That's it. I wanted it as short as possible. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to, t- to make a big deal. Open casket or closed casket? I've been told you closed casket. Just, you making, sure. That earlier. Just making sure. Just uh, making okay. sure. Just making sure. All right. Well, now that's over. Let's talk about real important thing baseball yeah you've been watching any this year i i have and you know what the Braves. we're almost a third over with i mean what they've been playing two weeks it uh, seems like forever weeks. but yeah i think you're right two weeks yeah and, almost and, at and, it in the in the the baseball season is, <laughs> is is a lot of it's gone the cardinals have only played like four or five games because of that outbreak they had with the covid Oh, I thought you was talking about all the 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 infighting going on in, in, oh. in St. Louis. <laughs> you know, I used to love that town. I, I, I don't even care about going there anymore. As far as I know, it went to pot back in the 70s. Yeah. Or St. at least St. most Louis of it was, did. What, what were the, 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 the second winningest team in baseball? As far as uh, the I think World they Series still are. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. still are. Of course, the Yankees have won more than any other, and that and that's what the Braves have got going uh, have coming up the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. And that's I think be a good it's in New York, and just it'll only be two games. And uh, it, it seems funny, the designated hitter 
I don't like it. I don't like it at all because That's it, my it opinion. takes a lot of the old baseball out. That's what a couple of the coaches were ta- or managers were talking about. Don Manningly was one of them, talking about the extra strategy involved in using a pitcher yeah. versus a DH. Yeah. I think a DH is kind of lazy. And a DH only plays half the game. I don't think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Well, what do you think? How, That's how my does, opinion. How does the shortened season, 60 games, mm-hmm. uh, how does that affect your ability to go watch games? Well, you can't, though. Can't. Do you have any inside uh, connections that you can go watch some of the games in person? Because I know no. they have a very, very few there. I don't think they're letting anybody in the ballparks. Well, I, say it's, I know I the owner can go in the ballpark. over there in, in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia. That really? Right there. Yeah. They have stadium workers, and they're, you know, taking pictures and the camera crew. I, I don't know what what the limitations are, but I just know it's very, very, very restricted. I, mean, so I know you, watching. You have a lost season except for television. Pretty much. Pretty much. And I can't, like I said, though, I, I watch it, but I can't get into it. I can't watch every game like normal. It's just weird. It's different. I don't know. The, the seven-inning doubleheaders, I don't like that. Well, with the cardboard uh, people that are there. Yeah. I try to search and see if it's anybody I know that are in the stands. Of course, uh, Benjamin Franklin in Philadelphia. Is he that, behind that home plate? In. Yeah, yeah, behind. Is home he really? Plate. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, but I, didn't I don't know, that. know if they're switching them around it because it doesn't seem like the, the, uh, Benjamin, who uh, the real picture of him. That's hilarious. The yeah. twins aren't. The twins behind home plates. Rod Carew, uh, Harmon Killebrew, I think Ken Herbeck. Rod Carew, uh, did he strike out less than just about any other player? It was very few. Yeah. Joe Sewell's got the record. You ever heard of him? Yeah, that's in the old, old days. Uh, yeah, he's from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, really? It was Joe Sewell and Rip Sewell, yeah. and there was another Sewell. I don't know, I forget. Rip played for the Pirates. You know who knew Rip Sewell? Bill Allen. Say that again. Bill Allen knew Rip Sewell. Our Bill Allen here? Our Bill Allen. When he was stationed up in Chicago during World War II, he was friends with a guy, and I forget the guy's name, but the guy and Rip Sewell were like best friends, Mm -hmm. and they would go to Wrigley Field whenever the Pirates were in Chicago, and the guy would just walk up and say, I know Rip Sewell. Tell him Johnny's here from Pittsburgh, and Rip Sewell would come let him in the ballpark. Well, you know – Bill Allen is one of these people that everybody loves here in Rutherford County. He worked for uh, Murfreesboro Electric for many, many years. He his uh, ship was sunk on D Day, mm-hmm. um, and he, yeah, he was at Omaha Beach on D Day. Yeah, he was, and and uh, and I got to talk to him, and he was probably is the most patriotic person in this nation. I mean. He has given back so many things. He's been on uh, 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 the golf course over mm-hmm. here. He has been on it since it's uh, when 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 uh, it was started, and, uh, <laughs> and, and and you know he, he he took care of everybody when Murfreesboro Electric was taking care of all of Murfreesboro, and you know the they probably had the the best workers that's ever been inside the city of Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. And you know that uh, uh, they were trying to take care, uh, take away their benefits no, uh, I didn't after they retired. I'm not surprised. And, uh, uh, What's the deal behind I, and that? No, none of the city councilmen, as far as I know, and the mayor, were even notified. Uh, of course, let's see. Now, who, who is in charge there? Well, I guess it would be the city manager. Yeah. And... and uh, it, it it was unbelievable that that it came out. Now we have a phone call. Uh oh. So caller, welcome aboard uh, with Thomas Booker. I just wanted to ask, Mister Booker. Booker, have you had a chance? I know before the major league season, they're still airing them, the Korean baseball games. Did you ever get a chance to watch any of those? I did watch some of that on ESPN. I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, I thought of it was course pretty neat too. they had the fans in the stands. I believe, didn't they? They didn't have fans in the stands. I think they, I think they are now, but I, early on they didn't have any. I just didn't know what you thought of thought of the games. But I, I'm a big Cubs fan, and I, I just think it's a joke playing 60 games this year. If I'd been the commissioner, I'd just cancel the season. I would have played it all. 
I, I just was said come back next year. And I want to I'm with you 100. percent I'm with you 100. percent In my opinion, I think the commissioner is trying to make a name for himself so he can get in the Hall of Fame. Well, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he's going to be That's all okay right. if we bring Pete Rose along with him. <laughs> you hear but, him? Uh, but, uh, but no, I, I just, I, I, that, that, I, I'm a big Cubs fan. Like I say, the, I don't know if the teams are even going to get to play all their games. Like you said, the Carlton Carls have played four or five games, and they've had an outbreak of the Marlins have played a lot less games. So I don't think they're going to oh, yeah. be able to get all the games in. So, but I'll just hang up with them. Enjoy our go show. Thank you. Well, hey, good luck with your Cubs. The Cubs are on fire this year. I think they're the best team right now in baseball. They're like 12-4 and four or oh, something. Oh, come on. You think they're better than the Yankees? Mm. The Yankees are low. I'm just talking about record-wise. All right. Uh-oh, I'll tell happened? you what. Let's, let's, let's think about that. We'll, I'll give you five more All minutes right. to think about it. We'll take a quick I, break. I, I'll look up the Yankees here All and right. see what it has to say. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. Not only did Mary make herself readily available for us as we made the long trip here from Michigan, but as we requested some changes, like more houses, cancellations, she just embraced it all and smiled. Buying and selling a home can be stressful. That's why it's important to work with somebody who cares. I recommend whoever is hearing this to jump off and call Mary Catherine Hughes. She's amazing and will go above and beyond for you. Mary Catherine Hughes, sold by MK, powered by EXP Realty. Why join a credit union? Credit unions offer the same services as banks, but are not for profit. Credit unions are owned by their members, not Wall Street investors. Credit unions are among the highest rated services ever evaluated by Consumer Reports. Need another reason to join a credit union? If you join Heritage South Community Credit Union now through June 30th, you could win $2,500. Sounds like a good reason to me. Learn more at HeritageSouth.org. Insured by NCUA. All right, guys, I want to encourage all of you to take care of your health. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They're reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, have you noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass? These could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center will help determine the cause of your symptoms and will help get you back to feeling your best. It all starts with their quick and easy health assessment and is covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men. And now they offer monitored self-inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. That includes a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. To schedule your health assessment, call 615-603-3542 or go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Researchers from the Department of Health Policy at Vanderbilt have found a relationship between the growth of hospitalizations and masking requirements put in place across the state. Hospitals that have more than 75% of their patients from areas without masking requirements in place are seeing more patients with COVID-19 than hospitals with higher percentages of patients from areas that require masks. The analysis notes that it's difficult to say for certainty that masks are the sole cause for the trend because there are often other mitigation measures in place as well, like restrictions on large gatherings and some business and industry closures. The Rutherford County Sheriff's Office on the lookout for two people in a pickup truck allegedly seen stealing a trailer with a Dixon Zero turn mower on it. Witnesses say a similar truck reportedly took an ATV from a Bradyville Pike resident. There's a picture posted on our website, WGNSRadio.com. If you recognize the truck or the occupant, call the sheriff's office. Christiana Middle School will not open a schedule this Thursday due to two employees at the school testing positive for COVID-19. Reports indicate two additional staff members at the school have coronavirus symptoms and 10 employees are being quarantined as a precaution. 
Rutherford County operated middle school on Highway 231 South will not open for students in class until Monday, August 24th. Until then, the school will move forward with distance learning, according to an audio message from County School Spokesman James Evans. We want to ensure that we have a safe learning environment for our students and employees. This temporary distance learning scenario is part of our containment and mitigation plan for COVID-19. Parents will be instructed on the distance learning process through the school. Follow us on Twitter at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. Food is ready-made. It's hard work, but you got to enjoy the people, and you just have to enjoy what you do. If those two things come into play, then it's not that hard, I don't think. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Have you changed your menu very much since you've been here? No, sir. If it's working, just keep doing it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Plaques, plaques, plaques. L&K Trophy has plaques. We have a wide assortment of plaques. Lots of options in crystal, optic crystal. We sand carve on premises. We offer laser engraving on everything from acrylic to marble. L&K Trophy can etch crystal or glass. So if it's plaques you're looking for, come down to L&K Trophy. L&K Trophy House, 1115 Memorial Boulevard, just down from Smith Brothers Car Wash. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with partial sunshine developing at a high in the low 90s. Winds out of the northwest around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 73. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5-101.9, AM1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back yeah. with Thomas Booker and Eloise Gaither. And <laughs> you want to say hi? Hey, 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 just tell everybody hey. Good morning, everybody. Isn't that a great, sweet voice? What a, what a beautiful ours. sound. A I lot mean, better than really, ours. She, she was a great singer. She probably still yeah. is. Are you still singing, Ellie? In church. In church. Yeah. Are y'all going to church now? Yeah. Oh, good. Outside or inside? Inside. Oh, so you're not quarantined at all as far as church is concerned. Good for you. Good for you. See you, hon. Take care. Harold's here with her, uh, Thomas, and and Harold looks good. Today. He does. Yeah, he's he 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 he's ready to get at it. Uh, <laughs> where, what, what were we talking about? We were talking about the Yankees and how awful they are. Well, and then Freddie Freeman. You, you know, uh, when Steinbrenner bought the Yankees, I like Steinbrenner. I quit. I quit watching the Yankees. See, I like him. Well, of course, they weren't the Yankees anymore, no. as as I knew them. And he should be in the Hall of Fame. They were the most dominant team he ever should. in baseball. Oh, yeah. The Steinbrenner should be in the Hall of Fame. He built uh, the... I am not going to say what kind of Hall of Fame he needs to be in. No, be he should be team. in. He, 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 was, he built uh, a Yankee dynasty. He didn't build anything. The Yankee yeah. dynasty had been there for well, many, many years. But it kind of faded off in the 60s, if you remember. I, I he brought it back in the in the in the mid to late seventies. An owner can have a lot of influence on the type he has, and it's either going to be negative and it's going to be positive. And and uh, you you remember when Jerry Jones mm-hmm. bought the Dallas Cowboys? I don't like him. No, uh, but Steinbrenner and he are a, a very uh, they're yeah. very uh, much alike. They are. When you think of the type of people they I are. can see that. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, I did have a. a one good thing to say about uh, Jerry Jones, when the uh, players started kneeling mm-hmm. instead of standing for the national anthem, 
he told them that they wouldn't be playing for him. But he made a he made a turnaround, and that, that's what gets me in today. They people bend over from pressure that uh, I, I find disgusting. They're all I really do. They're I mean, all weak. Yeah, they are. I mean, it, it, I whether, it's a, whether it's a Democratic mayor over a, a major city, none of them have, have any backbone when it comes to leadership. No guts, yeah. no backbone, Yeah, it, no it, honor. It, yeah, it really bothers me. The things that mean so much in our country, they just back away from it anymore. Mm-hmm. Pulling to retreat. Yeah. I'd like to see them fight a war. They wouldn't last very long. No. I, I, I don't think the enemy could catch them. I'm with you 100%. It's, it's unbelievable. I almost kind of wish the draft had never been abolished yeah. or done away with. That did mean a lot. I, uh, I don't know if you were drafted, but no. I was, and it made a big difference in my, my life. You were in, it what, two stru- years? It, yeah, it put structure in my life, and I got to do things that I would have never thought about doing. You're right. Yeah. You want military honors at your funeral? Do, do what? Military honors. Did no. we have that down? We didn't, did we? Uh, I would I would like uh, it. a bronze plaque. Uh, I don't like it. I haven't earned anything. so I You were really. in two years. You were well, no. What year were you in? I, I love in 64 through 66. But you didn't go to and Vietnam. I, was, I, was, uh, I, I got to go through airborne school and all the things, even though I did have a bad. 101st day. or 82nd? No, no, it's 18th Airborne Corps. 18th Airborne Corps, in, in okay. North, in, yeah, in North Carolina. Huh. Actually, the 18th Airborne Corps was over the 101st and the 82nd. Over both. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but uh, it, it was, uh, it, it was you, a, a did, thing I got to do did that you I jump? never thought. Yeah, I was jumping. Yeah. Round parachute? Huh? Round parachute? Yeah, it's round. You, you the old round ones? Bit, yeah. Well, they have hey, rectangular ones now. Yeah. Well, I th- what was it, the T-10, I think. But anyway, uh, it, w- it was uh, an interesting thing to even go through the training for it. I mean, That's it pretty was cool. Great. But uh, as far as military honors, no, I, no. I didn't earn any of that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want that to be a part. You were I don't want anything that was part of uh, what I did over the years. I, I just want to go and... Get it over with. Be done. Yeah, and it it, it uh, uh, I don't want the 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 all the ceremony to affect my kids. As you, you know, yeah. When you have the the visitation, you, you know it's long. I mean, I mean somebody that nobody likes me, of course. And and and, and I I don't want them to have to stand for four or five. We hours. can bring them a chair to sit in. Woodson did teach us a few you can't things. Keep them in chairs. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's um, there. There's some things that you, you can overdo a little. Bit. I know. And and all the all some the things people, in baseball are overdone. My, most of my uh, family, or most of my friends, are in that older class. Yeah. And, and I don't want them standing. And if having, you die this year, there won't be anybody there, probably. Well, maybe I'll go home. Yeah, I hope that not. would be okay. I'm telling you, 2020's been different. It's weird. They're not visiting anymore. They're not doing anything hardly. I mean, it, we have visitations. It's just that, not much. I, I find that, like I said earlier, disgusting because I don't think that we should be separated. I, I think that uh, uh, this virus. Uh, someone, was, a doctor, was talking about it the other day, and he says, as far as the the uh, effects of the common flu and the virus. Mm-hmm. He says the, the the common flu is deadlier. And and he was saying the only thing about it is that nobody knows what the final effects of, of this virus will be. And and I said, good gosh, they don't know, and they're separating us because of that. Were you on medication when you had it? Like what? I don't know. Anything? Uh, as far as the virus con- yeah. is concerned? Uh, I was given that same thing that President Trump uh, had when, when it was first yeah. uh, diagnosed with me and plus a, a number of other uh, family members. But as far as uh, I heard, uh, physically affected, yeah. it didn't. The only thing that I was mentally affected because I didn't like being cooped up. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. Did you got outside and do the things that I, I normally would do. Could- and go to Bud's and yeah, eat breakfast it, it, it's on been, Friday. Yeah, that's right. 
Dang. It, it had a mental effect to it more than anything. I heard if you drink beer that you're less likely to get the virus. I don't drink beer. You don't? No. Oh. Yeah. That's what I heard. Mostly water. Just water? Uh, I get bored drinking water. A little orange juice is all right. You like coffee? No. Well, I have been drinking coffee, but I've quit. You ever drink Pellegrino? I'm trying to lose some weight. Why? I have lost uh, about 25 pounds by working out hard every morning at the MAC. I'm proud of you. And uh, my my legs are stronger. They're looser. I can can do anything I want to do right now simply because I was able, uh, as you get older, if you lose your exercise that you are, are used to, mm-hmm. it, it does affect you in a in a in a terrible way. What you do you right do at the Mac? Just simple workouts. I do the um, well. I don't know about simple. I do the uh, elliptical machine that I like up there mm-hmm. for about forty minutes, and then I'll do the the bike afterwards for about forty minutes, and then I do the the pull ups which uh, I enjoy because it really stretches the muscles and, and those type things. So I am uh, working out pretty strong right now. Well, good for you. Yeah, I think you look I'm, good. I'm going to go back and play with uh, the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> they might put you on a heavier workout, though, when you do that. You think so? I don't know. I've had arguments before with people about training and stuff and what was the what was the movie uh major league uh-huh the indians were in that movie, it was the indians correctly. major league one and two yeah with now, what, charlie what, what, sheen what was the announcer's name uh larry doyle which was bob euchre yeah bob euchre yeah i mean he <laughs> i would love to sit up there in, in one of those booth with him and watch how he relay. Of course, he's gone now. No, he's still living. You're gotta be. No, kidding. he's living. He's ancient, but he's still living. He's gotta be in his nineties. I think he's knocking on the door for ninety. But he has a good sense of humor and a good attitude, Larry yeah. or uh, Bob Uecker. That's, that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, it's the best. I yeah. wish I could repeat some of the lines, but Go they're ahead. explicit. I, I mean, I'll let you. No, I can't. It's explicit. I don't think Brian has the beat button. <laughs> But, but but it was good though. I yeah. mean, it was it was it was clean compared to what you have in movies today. It was very clean. Well, speaking of clean, do you remember uh, Larry Munson? Larry Munson, don't tell me. I, Help don't me tell out. Tell me, I have backed you in a corner. I don't and know. Not knowing something, Larry Munson. Yeah. Well, Larry Munson. Elaborate. Okay, Larry Munson was the announcer. For the Nashville Vols baseball team. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I might have seen his name once or twice in the past. but Well, that's how he started out, and he had a local show here in, in Nashville. And then they fired him uh, because he he said, in today's world, they would have never even thought about it. But Larry Munson was fired, and then... Uh, All right, wait a minute. What we got here? Bob Euchre is still calling games for the Brewers. See, that's what I thought. Yeah. Wow. So, so I don't think so he's Brian doing every Barrett game. Knew that already. Yeah, and Bob Euchre also played for the Milwaukee Braves for a short, short period of time. Catcher. Yeah, catcher. Was it catcher? Yeah. yeah. And he really wasn't a great ball player when you when you get right down to it. Good enough but to be a pro. Had, he has the greatest sense of humor of anybody I've ever seen or heard from. I remember all those old advertisements back from the 1980s. He was like in those like Miller Miller High Life commercials yeah. and advertisements. But he had a good attitude. That's what I love about baseball because you can see them like they are. And, and, and they all have their own personality. You can go all the way back to Babe Ruth to, to today's world and you, you may not agree with a lot of them. Now if... Uh, if they ever have a player that will not stand for the national anthem, I will not watch that team again. Yeah. And and most of my friends uh, will not. Are they standing now or no? Uh, well, the the Braves have, the Braves are were standing. Were they? Yeah. But I hadn't I, even watched. But I, I mean, think, I don't even... what was it? The Giants and the Dodgers? It was the Giants and the Dodgers. It might have been like the Nationals and the Giants or something. I don't think I know they the did. Giants were part of it, and I can't think of I think the Dodgers well, were. don't act surprised. Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to. He's 86 years old. 86. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not bad, though, considering. Yeah. So he was you born know, that's, you are a, 
your generation, you're rare. If you, I don't know if you know it or not, Thomas Booker, but you're you're a real baseball fan. Oh, and you carry along a lot of the values that this country has been. Um, yeah, like we should have raised all of our kids. Now, I I have to say this: my kids are just like me. That's good, though. whether it's bad or not. But <laughs> but we me. still we still pride ourselves as living in the greatest country mm-hmm. uh, this world has ever known. And in the reason that we're able to do that is because of all the veterans uh, like, like Payne Haynes, Bill Allen. I agree that. that uh, um, we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. I have great parents. I have a great family, and I was fortunate to be exposed to a lot of things growing up. My dad has a wide, uh, what do you call it, a wide spectrum of hobbies. Yeah. So I was around a lot of different people, learned a lot of different things through him, my mom, uh, and like I said, my grandparents, friends. Uh, I like a lot of the shows, you know, from the 50s and the 60s. I grew up watching it. I guess because they watched it. I don't know, but I just like that time period. And then as far as my interest, I love history. That was my major in college. Yeah. So, you know, I've studied, uh, I've studied World War One, World War Two, Civil War, things like that. So, you know, a lot of people make a sacrifice. and It wasn't the Civil War. No, not the Civil War. Well, I mean, I'm just saying study the Civil of War. Aggression. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I was just saying, though, a lot of people make a sacrifice, but that sacrifice goes unnoticed. Yeah. And you look at other countries, especially like in World War II, a lot of people made a sacrifice, you know, in Russia and Eastern Europe, and even that sacrifice goes unnoticed. So, I don't know. I just appreciate it. And if I find somebody from Eastern Europe, I let them know I appreciate it, which in turn I think they're kind of shocked that I know it. wait a minute. Huh. If you end up in Russia, are you going to – Putin and tell him we appreciate his <laughs> sacrifice. No, not so much Russia, but just countries that were conquered by Russia. Yeah, appreciate those countries' sacrifice for trying to put up a resistance. Yeah, if that makes sense. Okay, maybe a little Kinda. bit. Anyways, yeah. But no, I just I don't know. I have an appreciation for a lot of things. What really got you interested in baseball? Who was your first hero? When you would watch some of the baseball games, Nolan Ryan. Oh, I love Nolan Ryan. Pete Rose. Yeah. When I was a kid. Wait a minute. Uh, repeat that, please. <laughs> you heard now me. Tell me. You heard me. After all this time, I think they're starting to open up the gate for him to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if they will or not. I think they are, and, and I tell you why. I think they finally have some sense about him that what he did on the playing field, and that's how you get into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. is what you did on the playing field. Now, the people that took illegal steroids, I don't think that they should ever be in the Hall of Fame. But something like him, he gave 110% every time that he I was agree. involved in a play. I mean, he was unbelievable. Best, best uh Singles, doubles, hitter. I mean, I think he's ever in the game. He's a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's the best player ever. I don't think he's top fifteen best player ever. Well, I didn't say that. But, but you know, as far as playing the game, I mean, I I believe he gave a hundred percent. Would you classify him as a player like Ty Cobb? You know, they I their, their say personalities that were very simple. Yeah. I think Pete, I don't know, because, see, I read a lot about Ty Cobb. I never met him. I met Pete Rose a couple times. He's a nice man. He is. He could sit here and talk all day with you, and yeah. he wouldn't He wouldn't flaunt about who he is or anything, which yeah. I was really surprised about when I met him. But he's very down-to-earth, very personable, and, I mean, he's a storyteller. So if you love baseball, he will talk all day long about yeah. anything. See if, see if you can, uh, with that Cincinnati hat, um, no, Indians. <laughs> they wore it from like 65 to 70. That looks more like a Cincinnati red hat. Well, see, it doesn't have the Indian on here. I don't want to offend no one. Yeah. You well, know? How would that offend somebody? Well, the C won't, but the Indian will. How would that offend anybody? It doesn't offend me, but. They, they were one of the greatest fighters ever in this country. My it, great uncle's Indian, and 
He don't uh, care. I have a great great grandmother that was Indian. Do you think she'd be offended by it? Heck, no, she wouldn't be. She'd be proud of it. Uh, unless you're a losing team, and that might kind of bother them a little bit. But but <laughs> if the Cleveland Indians won 110 games in a regular season, they'd mm-hmm. be proud that that was on there. Oh, yeah, by far. The uh, Cincinnati Reds in the 1950s, they changed their name. Did you know that? From the Reds to the Red Legs? Because Reds were related to the Soviet Union and Red China, or Red China. So for like four or five years, because of politics, they changed your name to the Red Legs. Now, what does really uh, the the Red Legs? What what does that mean? I guess they had red socks and ran. I don't know. I never really looked into it too yeah. too, too too much, you know. So, do you think the? I know a lot of people think that the Cincinnati. I mean the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Yankees, but I think the greatest. A rivalry in my time was the New York Yankees and the Brooklyn Dodgers, simply because they were in the same city. New York Giants? Or? No, no, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Oh, 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 yeah. Because, uh, I don't know if you remember, but in the 50s, it was almost the Dodgers and the yeah. Yankees playing about every year. I think for the 50, 50, or 47, 49 uh, 52, 53, 55, 56. Mm-hmm. So there were several years right there they played. And then, yeah. of course, 19, when the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, they played them in 1962 and 63. Yeah. And it destroyed, really, the uh, competition simply because uh, uh, the Dodgers uh, playing at Ebbets Field, it almost died as far as the the support that Brooklyn had for the, for that team. Mm-hmm. In fact, they called them what is they called them dim bums. Dim bums. Yeah, w- with their uh, vernacular. But it, it was it was one of the greatest rivalries ever in baseball. I think I'd say that one was as far as for like the battle for the pennant. But then the other great rivalry was the Dodgers and the New York Giants. I I mean just because they played in the same league. And played so much. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of brutal. It still is brutal. I mean, they had a who, fan who get hit that home run paralyzed. Remember, who hit that home run? To Which give one? The Giants oh, some win? Bobby Thompson. Yeah, August third, nineteen fifty-one, or no, October third, nineteen fifty-one, off Ralph Branca. Yeah, yeah, and nobody. Uh, it, Ralph it, Branca. Still, what was it? The shot here, shot heard around, the world. around the world. Yeah, I've got a jersey at home. Made by my friend in Philadelphia, Peter Capolino, who owned Mitchell and Ness. But half of the jersey is a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey. The other half, and it's away. The other half is a New York Giants home. And Ralph Branca offered autographed the Brooklyn Dodgers side, and Bobby Thompson autographed the New York Giants side. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome piece. But I've actually stood at home plate at the Polo Grounds, and I stood it. The left field foul pole, it was 262 feet away from home plate, but I stood there where the ball went across the wall. I think Duke Snyder saw it go over the wall. But, yeah, that's Duke, a great. Duke Snyder was a great player, but I can tell you, Evans Field was, was like, it was like a, a stamp. Yeah. It was small. What they call a CR box yeah. or a band box. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I wonder what would happen if Mickey Mantle played in Evansville. Uh, <laughs> he had about 800 home runs. In one. If Harmon Killebrew had played in New York for the New York Yankees, think of what he would have done. That would have been great. I'd love to have Harmon Killebrew playing third base for, for the New York Yankees. Only one player ever hit 45 or more home runs three years in a row besides Babe Ruth. If you take out the steroid era, yeah, you know who that was? Uh, well, you've already told me. Harmon Killebrew. Yeah. He was the best. He wasn't the best, but he was very good. Well, I, but he didn't. Play. I don't. I I really like him. But but if you put somebody like Mike Schmidt playing third base, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he 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 would just uh, greatest third baseman ever. Probably Mike Schmidt. Well, well at least hitter. I mean, he was a good uh, fielder. Also. I think Lou Gehrig's probably the best first baseman. I don't think there's any probably to it. He was the best yeah. third baseman, and and. Jimmy Fox gets underlooked, but but Lou Gehrig was better. Second base, probably Rogers Hornsby. Yeah, 
some people say yeah, Joe yeah. Morgan, but Hornsby's numbers for when he played or astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. He and Babe Ruth and a guy named Cy Williams were the only three players born before 1900 to hit over 200 home runs. But Rogers Hornsby was it. He was tough. Honus Wagner is probably the best shortstop ever. Um, you got to look at his average. I don't know about that now. Huh? I don't know. What about the Chicago Cubs Ernie Banks. shortstop? Ernie Banks. Yeah. But Honus. And, and he loved baseball. He, he said, let's play two let's every play day. Let's play two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was top. I, I wish we, we, they were still like that. You take Yogi or do you take Johnny Bench for catcher? Well, you know I'm going to take Yogi. I take Yogi. A lot of people like Johnny Bench. I like Johnny Bench, but the, I like a guy who hits for average. And Yogi hit more for average. And he hit for power. Well, anytime you bring up Yogi Berra, of course, I, I've got a lot of memories of him. But when Robinson tried to steal home. Mm-hmm. And Yogi tagged him out three feet before, and that wasn't even a. Uh, if 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 they had that replay today, he'd be out. It wouldn't take two seconds. I mean, it, he was three feet away from. I've the looked play. at it. I thought he was out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even close. It was just a dumb call. Yeah, Yogi. That's the only time I saw him ever just completely get out of control. I mean, he was bouncing all over the place. Bless his heart. I like Bear though. He was good. Yeah. He was tough. Well, each, like I say, each player and each coach and all that, they had their own personalities. Mm-hmm. Barra, I, I don't know what language he was speaking back then, but but <laughs> it, it was his own language. Oh, and, yeah. And then you had Casey Stingle. His Stingleese was his, his uh, language. It, it, it was entertaining. I mean, it really was. They were the, just being themselves. But is extremely entertaining back in those days. Let me ask you this: You got three outfield positions. You have Hank Aaron, you have Stan Musial, you have Willie Mays, you have Ted Williams, and Babe Ruth. What three of those do you put in the outfield? First of all, Mickey Mantle, <laughs> who was better than all of them. Okay. Uh, 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 Mickey Mantle. Uh, Willie Mays. Willie Mays out there. He he had a, an enormous amount of talent. Uh, you have to put Babe Ruth in there. I think he was, no Ted Williams. Uh, I would put Ted Williams next because he may have been the best pure hitter ever in baseball. Yeah, but uh, Babe Ruth, all the way around, he was knocking balls out of the ballpark when people were hitting ten in a year or mm-hmm. something like that. The ball was dead as it could be, and he was ripping them over four hundred feet. I mean, see what he, happens when you drink beer? You get big. What has that got to do with it? Babe Ruth drank a lot of beer. He got really big. He had power. He could put that weight behind the ball and hit it far. He he was he was one of a kind. He was. I mean, there'll never be another Babe Ruth. I don't care who they're talking about and what era. Babe Ruth is still probably the greatest. Well, you know what's crazy about Babe Ruth? People forget he also won over a hundred games as a pitcher. Yeah. And he was well, also he a two-time 20-game winner Yeah, on top of 714 home runs. And he played for three or four years before they figured out he could even hit. Well, you know, the, the oddest of all of them, and you're talking about the outfielders, um, Henry Aaron mm-hmm. has the, the record for the most home runs. Right. And the thing about Henry Aaron, he was not a home run hitter. He was a line drive hitter. He was. And I remember watching him play, and he was really a great ball player. He's probably one of the most consistent. But, if, if, if yeah, he was very consistent. And, and But he played on the Braves, and the Braves' third baseman was actually hitting more home runs than he was. And uh, it's just uh, – Eddie Matthews. Yeah. yeah. It, it, baseball is just uh, – it, it's hard to put your finger on it as far as the greatness of the players and things like that. Uh, we have to put Babe Ruth as the greatest ball player because he's the one that really made baseball. True. Yeah. And he could pitch and hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to win over 100 games and then set the record for most home runs, I think, is just crazy. Yeah. But each one of them had their own uh, mm-hmm. greatness when when you think about them. You, you could probably put 20 outfielders in there, 20 different outfielders, and you probably wouldn't miss a lick. Because no, baseball 
I think that those are the ones that really get all of the attention would be the outfitters. Not as much as they used to. Right. And I, and I think one of those uh, lessons as far as uh, home runs and things like that is the ballparks are different now than oh, what yeah. they used to be. And, and they're, uh, for whatever reason, they're, they're, they're making them alike as they build them. They're making them alike for the most part. Yeah, I agree. And back in the old day, you had some real odd, weird, well, you had some real odd dimensions up until about 1960. And then 1960, they started going more asymmetrical. Yeah. And then about 1992, when they opened Camden Yards, they started going back to, they were were symmetrical, but they were different, you know. You had nooks and corners and different wall heights, things like that. Oh, you look at the Giants. You, you know, you had those that short right field that two sixty two throw it up from the home plate and throw it over the the stand. Helen Keller could go yard, couldn't she? Yeah, and then you had Ebbets Field, mm-hmm. which was a very it was like three ten two two hundred or three hundred. Yeah, I mean it was a short poke down the right field line, left field, center field was like three ninety five or something. Well, we run out of time. It seems to always happen. I don't know why. Uh, it seems. Like, I think Brian's in there just shortening our, our time. I <laughs> hey, I was going to tell you, I've got 241 out of 333 autographs for the Hall of Fame. So say of, that again. I've got 241 autographs. Of people who are in the Hall of Fame. Of who are in the Hall of Fame out of 333. Where's uh, Pete Rose? Uh, oh, I've got several of him. Okay. But, no, I was just telling you, I've got 241 out of 333. But the ones I still need, uh, I probably won't ever get. Very expensive. I'll bet you when Pete Rose is put in the Hall of Fame in the next couple of years, you will have another one. I might start selling the ones I have. You're never Make some money. Sell them. Huh? You're never going to sell them. I've got some signed jerseys, a bat, cards, all from Pete. I don't think that you'll ever. You don't want to let those go. My wife does. Well, does she control the house? Some days. You're supposed to say every day. She does. Yeah. She does. <laughs> After you've been married as long as all of us were, I'm, you know who to give the credit to. You know what? Honestly, I'd rather let her do it because then it's just done right and she's happy, then I'm happy. Yeah. I cut the yard and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let her do the rest. Yeah. But I'm there for her when she needs me. When she tells me to you're jump. You're a good man, Thomas. Well, I try to think so. And you're smart, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, Truman. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at night. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. The Truman Show brought to you by our friends at Mabco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for just a dollar? Just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mabco. You'll be surprised at how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app available for both iPhones and Androids. Be sure to stop by and save at your local Mapco today.